Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we're going to look at the third part of our poverty series. We're going to look at the poverty of purpose or the poverty of responsibility. Those two are kind of interchangeable. Let's pay attention and start now. HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. This is Cameron Vivanco. I'm the co-founder and director of Education Equals Hope here in Ecuador. And my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H here in Ecuador as well. Yay, Yay. Ecuador! (laughs) We will eventually uh, talk about our ministries partners in other parts of the world, but we're we're here in Ecuador, so we're going to stay here in Ecuador, especially in this in this (laughs) COVID season. For now, at least, we are going to stay here. Um, So over the last couple of weeks, we have been looking at the definition of poverty. We've looked at the poverty of condition, that uh, that type of poverty, you see it, you smell Mm. it, um, that's like, whoa, what's going on here? Why don't you have running water? Why, whatever it is that that there is an obvious lack of some sort of material thing, that poverty of condition. And how important is it, it is, Cameron, for us to not just see that, not just observe it or perceive it, but actually, like, analyze it, you know, like, mm-hmm. dig deeper into it. Into what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's really important. Yep. Because, uh, but some people think that that's the only thing that you're supposed to dig deeper True. into. True. Um, and uh, we've been looking at and unpacking uh, poverty of being, um, that poverty of self, some mm-hmm. have coined that phrase, of I am less than, I'm not as important than you are because you have, you, you don't live in abject poverty mm-hmm. and, and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's obvious and we will just have a small parenthesis to say that some people have a poverty of self, mm-hmm. um, not growing up in abject poverty of condition, but out of abuse and neglect in their life um, for whatever reason, they ha- you can have a poverty of being that's just your poverty of self True. that's not connected to a poverty of condition, but they do so often go together. Those who, the have-nots um, in, in this world so often are taught and brought up to think that they are less than, that they're less mm-hmm. important than. And we looked at um, the story of our friend David. That was really cool. Um, and how he's overcome mm-hmm. this poverty of self, this poverty of being, growing up in, in really drastic and difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and how he has been able to overcome not only the abject poverty, but also that poverty of being and, and getting a degree in social work yeah. and reaching out to help others. That's really cool. In that whole place. So today we're going to look at our third, kind of the third facet, the third angle of looking uh-huh. at poverty. Uh-huh. Um, and that has been coined, um, again, by the authors of um, When Helping Hurts and Robert Chalmers and others mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. really dig into this topic. They've uh, put the title there, The Poverty of Purpose or wow. The Poverty of Responsibility. What's that about? Um, well, you know, it is... Oh, great question. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here I go in my exploration of this. Now, when I came to the mission field a thousand years ago, <laughs> um, I heard over and over again that that you shouldn't just give things away. Like you shouldn't mm. just give things away. Mm-hmm. And that made little to no sense to me at that point yeah. in time because 
well, I have two shirts and <laughs> yes. scripture says like, if someone asks you for the coat off your bag, give it to them. Like, wh- what do you mean? I'm not supposed to give this away. Yeah. You're seeing the need and you're also seeing that you can do something about it. So you just want to go and do so it. So why would I not do that? <laughs> you're here to help, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and there are times, and again, we, we've looked at this, um, mm-hmm. in times of crisis, Right now in COVID, yeah. that is an appropriate response. It is. You don't have food, here's food. <laughs> you don't have clothes, <laughs> here's clothes. Um, so in times of, of relief and crisis, when you need to do relief work, that mm-hmm. is completely legitimate. But in times of de- when you should be working in development and trying to um, root out the issues of poverty rather than just put a Band-Aid on them, you can actually make things worse. And sure. and really, that's where that I think the title of the book, When Helping Hurts, How to Alleviate Poverty Without Hurting the Poor, we keep going back to this this book. And I've had the chance to read and study and hear other um, uh, what, what, podcasts, seminars, webinars, yes. conferences yes. that the authors have done. And, and just such an interesting, interesting take on how to help. Part of helping alleviate poverty is helping to alleviate this poverty of purpose or responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's tied really closely to that poverty of being that I have nothing to offer. When I have nothing to offer, I don't. What, what's my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do? How, I don't have anything I can give. Um, what is my responsibility? I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So again, backing up, eighteen years. Um, I heard this over and over again. Um, that you shouldn't just give things away. And the longer I've lived and the longer (laughs) I've been here, the more it makes complete sense because now I'm that person saying, please don't give anything away. Do it through the right channels. Do it through the right way so that that gift that you are giving um, is for people's good and and God's glory. It's not going to hurt them. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to be positive. And and that's where I want to go today. I want to dig that's dig really down cool. even deeper into that. As you're explaining that a little bit, I think it's also a great challenge for us all as Christians, but for us um, working in the ministry and doing mission work is a great challenge to not just understand these things, not just to be able to ex- express them and explain it to other people, but also that we are, I think the biggest challenge of a believer is always to um, leave out mm-hmm. what you are what does you say you yeah, believe? Exactly mm-hmm. what you are learning day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, a great opportunity that when we are talking about these topics, we also have like great examples and stories, not just because we want to illustrate what we're saying, right? Mm-hmm. But because we want to um, share with you guys that are listening to this podcast, how real this is, mm-hmm. where we are every, now. Every day, every uh-huh. every family, every situation, um, every equals H student um, this poverty of purpose and responsibility and how to help people realize their God-given purpose, mm-hmm. um, which is to care for themselves and to care for others. We all have that purpose. And when um, when others accidentally, mm-hmm. I don't think there are any bad people who come on short-term missions and think, I'm going to make the poor people <laughs> feel bad about themselves. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think no. anyone ever gets on a plane <laughs> with that idea. Um, but so when they accidentally start taking over someone else's purpose or someone else's responsibility yeah. because they want to help, they, they mean the very best um, it by it, but they, they just they want to help. Um, and so that's why if you've ever come down on a short term team with us, or if you'd ever like to, we'd love to have you. 
Uh, go to www.educationalshope.org. <laughs> I was say that. Please sign up with us. <laughs> or we actually have our own website for that now. It's called hopeontheground.org. You can look that True. up. But if you've ever come down on a team with us, you know that we have such a focus on relationships. Mm-hmm. Even in this podcast, we've already talked about that so many times, how life is about relationships and living out our faith is about being in right relationship with each other and with God and with all of creation. Um, that right relationship. And so the, the, where the poverty of responsibility or purpose is that when teams come in and take over inadvertently, not mm-hmm, meaning to, mm-hmm. roles that don't belong to them, um, usurping the roles of parents or becoming the providers when, when parents should be in that role or when the local church should be in that role and not a short-term missioner or someone from a team or not a church Mm -hmm. from another place. The body of Christ come together, yes, but we want to empower local families and local ministries, the ministry sites we work with, Education Equals Hope, to empower them to take control of their life with purpose and responsibility. True. So I'm going to back up real quick and tell you this story. And I don't, I honestly don't know if this is going to make any sense to anybody else. (laughs) Let's see, let's see. But I've... As I worked through all of this thinking of you're not supposed to give people have to have their skin in the game. They have to feel a part of it. I'm like, but, you know, I got gifts as a child and I didn't like it was just a gift. That's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about systematic poverty and Mm -hmm. the systematic oppression, um, benevolent oppression sometimes. Again, people, no one's necessarily thinking, oh, I'm going to try to make Maria's life hard today. She was born into this system that is really hard to get out of, of of poverty. And we've talked a little bit about the web of poverty. So um, what I'm trying to get at is that this, that she has a responsibility in in life, a God-given purpose and responsibility Mm -hmm. to take care of herself and to help take care of others. Mm -hmm. So when a team comes in, or individuals come in and they take care of her mm-hmm. and they tell her not to be involved in the taking care of her. Yeah. We're going to come in and we're going to build this for you. We're going to build your house for you. We're going to give you clothes. You don't have to do anything. You don't, that is, A, it can be belittling and humbling. So someone who's already um, struggling with poverty of self just feels even more shrunk down yeah. because they think I don't have anything to give. And look, I don't, I can't even take care of myself or my children in this way. Um, but also it, it takes away, well, it starts to instill, it can instill if it's systematic over yeah. and over and yeah. over again, if people give, if give, 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 giving, uh-huh. and it's not a two way street, mm-hmm. then it can, um, breed entitlement. And I wonder, I haven't lived in the United States in the last 18 years. I wonder if that's part of how the social service sector is broken in the United States is because people are mm-hmm. are raised in an environment where you you get and get and get and get, but there's there's not much of a culture of we have to do this together. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. like here that's food stamps. And I say that very loosely and very generally because in all actuality, I don't know. And I'm the first to raise my hand and I would love yeah. someone to, to help me see um, and understand that better. But I do know the system here. I knew the system yeah. here in Ecuador. Yeah, and the system here in Ecuador is the government's not really going to give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not because they're bad people, just because it is a small, yeah. relatively poor, incredibly in debt country. 
Um, and they're they're just not the government programs. And sure. there are a lot of NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are are trying to do things. But here there is not the the same sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I see. I Does that make sense? Do you see that? That makes a lot of sense. I'm also thinking about how written down that is in our brains, that mm-hmm. the government is not going to do anything to help you. That even when there's so that's a like program, in your brain, like brain, I know yeah. that this is not going to happen. It's wired. It's mm. wired inside of us. Interesting. We are like, I remember going on missions in another country um, and hearing from someone saying, hey, what is the government going to do with this? And my first response is like, of course, they will not do anything. <laughs> Why would they do anything? Because the a local, government. Yes. The local people look at me and say like, you understand this. Mm. And the foreigners <laughs> looked at me like. What are you talking about? The, the government should do something. When you're well, you're talking about the foreigners being those from the uh-huh. United States or from, from other, Western, uh, yes, other other countries, more developed uh, countries, perhaps. Yes. Okay. Um, so the thing is that I am also realizing of how how inner thoughts these are. You know, hmm. like how how deep how it goes. deep they they go, and that we are not even thinking about how can I get help from someone else, not just the government. You learn that you are by yourself in so many different ways hmm. that even though you know you need help, you don't look for it hmm. because you understand that you are by yourself. Interesting. And that is that is super interesting because when you're saying about this, the purpose, sometimes, yes, we have a purpose in life, but sometimes we're just not even aware of those things. And this kind of, kind of broken systems hmm. um, helps to that idea of obstructing, you know, like, like putting down that purpose. Hmm. We're not aware of it yeah. because we feel that we cannot do anything. You cannot do anything. There's nothing that I can do to change my situation that I will not even think about it. You're just kind of trapped. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. trapped. Um, we see that a lot in in our educational hope families and students. Mm-hmm. Um, as And especially in newer sites when people really are like, you're, wait, you're, you're really going to help us? Like you're, <laughs> You're still gonna help us? Like that was last month. That was last year. That was that was ten years ago. You're still here. This is amazing. And and I would love to come back and, and touch on that when we talk about COVID, mm-hmm. um, because I've been I've had some interesting cultural insights as um, mm. as I've seen my Ecuadorian uh, brothers and sisters here react to educational hope coming alongside them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the time of COVID. But the story I wanted, <laughs> backing up, <laughs> the story I wanted to share. The actual story you want to share. <laughs> um, before I, I sidetracked myself was uh, I, my husband and I had gone to a friend's wedding mm-hmm. and it was uh, at, in this fancy restaurant reception area, but it was kind mm-hmm. of out in the mitad del mundo, like kind of outside the city, uh, outside the city. and where they're developing suburbs. And so as I was leaving, I had an infant with me, so I had to leave early. And as I was leaving, it was just Liam, I think, and I in the car. And we drove, like we had to we had to drive like behind this place and all around to get back out to the main road. Mm-hmm. Long story short, it was a brand new area. And there was a brand new park. Like you could tell that it was like brand new brick and mm-hmm, gutters mm-hmm. and playground. It was like everything was brand new. Wow. And I hadn't seen that. I was like, whoa, <laughs> wow, what <laughs> a cool. Thrilled. I was thrilled. I was like, what a cool park. <laughs> too, too bad it's so far away from our house. I'm never coming back <laughs> out here. But it was also, it was brand new, mm-hmm. but it had already become overgrown. Like weeds wow. were coming up in between all of the bricks and around the line. You could tell it was new, but it it needed some attention. Uh And my first thought was, when is the government going to come clean this up? (laughs) 
And at the same time, <laughs> there was a thought of like, Cameron, why don't you go clean that? Like, why wow. w- why wouldn't you go take care of this mm-hmm. amazing thing that's in your neighborhood? Hmm. Why am I waiting for someone why else to Why am I waiting for the it? government to come do that when wow. I could come do that? Uh-huh. And it just, it was, uh, somehow there was just a click in my brain of understanding that wasn't my park. Mm-hmm. I didn't do, <laughs> I didn't ask for that park. I didn't build that park. So why am I going to go get involved with that park? And it was just an understanding of me thinking that someone else's responsibility immediately. And that, for me, for whatever reason, that little moment was when I really began to understand why we don't just give things away or Mm -hmm. why we just don't build things for other people at our ministry sites, why we always do it together. Because if you helped build it, then you're going to help maintain it. You have ownership in it. It is partly yours, and you you feel connected. Yeah. I looked at this municipal park. I was like, "Mm, government should get on that. (laughs) It's theirs. It's theirs. They should do that. Yeah. And so I think that as we go into poverty alleviation, as Mm -hmm. we continue education equals hope, as we are continuing, continuing to try to look at the whole system of poverty, it's just important for people to understand that there is a poverty of purpose or a poverty yeah. of responsibility that we can help shore up as well as as we instruct not only are you worthy and you're valuable, you have something to offer, you mm-hmm. have a point and a purpose and you have a responsibility in this world. That's great. I think what you are um, what you're pointing with this all is when we want to help someone, we, we don't want just to cover the little wounds. Mm-hmm. We want to go with the deeper ones. And uh-huh. in order to do that, what you want to do is to encourage the person. And heal encourage from the and heal, out. right? You mm-hmm. know, and, and push them to a different level that maybe they're not aware yeah. that they can be, you know, like mm-hmm. a different position in life, a different understanding of God's love in their life. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important for us to say. Thanks for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to wrap up our three-part look at poverty of condition and poverty of being and poverty of purpose and responsibility. Mm-hmm. These, again, are some of the foundational concepts as we dig into some of the stories um, that will come in the weeks ahead that we want to make sure that we're all on the mm-hmm. same page. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us today, HopeCast listener. And if you would like to be a part of our team, we would love for you to support the mic with a micro scholarship, the education of a student in a desperate and difficult situation. You can do that at www.educationwashope.org, and we'd love for you to be a part of our team. Also look for us in social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Please look for us if you if you are feeling... Um, when we talk and we joke about you guys wanting to come down, it is a joke, but we're also but really... But it's not a joke. It's not a joke <laughs> at all. Um, if God is actually moving your heart and you know people that... I would like to support you and encourage you through through this journey. Uh, please feel free, feel free to communicate with us and, and join our team and join our mission. Yep. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our HopeCast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.